0: While Facebook is in the midst of its biggest stock drop ever and it's trading at an 18-month low, Google has easily outperformed all of its big tech peers over the past year. What is their secret? Google Ads. I'm Liel Levy, co-founder of Nanato Media and author of Beyoncé Habla Español, How Lawyers Win the Hispanic Market, and this is In Camera Podcast. And we think that the most effective targeting is when people self-target themselves by entering a Google search query. Because Private Legal Marketing Conversation. Grace, welcome back. How are you today? Good, how are you, Leo? I'm good, Grace. We're just talking, right, how busy it is when you start a new week after you've been to a conference. And so here is the kicker on this one. And I know you're an expert on this because you had some very serious back-to-back conferencing (laughs) planning last fall. But we are just, you know... As we are just starting to settle down, already packing up bags and heading out to AAJ in just a couple of days, we're recording this on a Thursday. And so by the time we're releasing this, actually, we're going to be at the American Association for Justice winter conference, convention, conference. How do they call it? Convention? I think they do convention. call it a convention. Yeah. Convention, right? Yes. And so, Grace, that's that's exciting, you know. Like I was trying to go through the well, not trying, I was going through the schedule uh, today because I wanted to identify exhibitor hall opening hours, breaks, and such, so we can plan. And obviously, I also saw the sessions. And the one thing you know that we kind of, or at least we 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 don't mention a lot, is like how much uh, mastered. Conversations and panels and and talks are happening during AAJ. It's mind blowing. It's mind blowing. And and here's the thing. Um, I I didn't like. There's like a couple of them about Jewel, like Jewel Grace. I haven't heard about Jewel in like two years. Right. And I, this is gonna be really interesting.
1: Not sure what I'm gonna be sitting at any of them, but it sounds interesting. <laughs> I mean, I really want to because AAJ is really that educational conference or convention it that, is you know i and they really just they bring to the table so many different avenues and like you said mass torts in particular for us is a big deal so yeah i, I think i'm gonna do my best to try and attend some of those uh, oh please so, do yeah so if you see me running around and uh and you're trying to I catch always, me for Chris, a meeting i always see you running around
0: like there's no seeing you not running around so I'm already counting on it, but this time I just know that you're running around, not organizing a dinner at Nobu, but trying to make it to a master's session. So that's the one thing I'll keep in mind. Grace, anyway, it's exciting. I'm looking forward to it. And stay tuned because we're going to be recording a conversation either at or after the American Association for Justice Winter Convention. So Grace, before that, we need to go through another conversation. And I think it's fair to say that we are going to focus this episode to talk about all kinds of things Google, particularly Google Ads. And I'm going to start here with some news and updates that potentially many lawyers have been hit over the past month or so with emails from their Google Ads account asking them to verify themselves. And so, Grace, in order to explain this in simple terms, Google is ramping up their effort in order to ensure that people advertising in Google, A, they're legitimate businesses. They are who they say they are. And they're also advertising for the right reasons. So from the top, just
1: listen to this, are you happy to hear that Google is taking this initiative? So I personally am um, because i've always thought that you know like the local service ads how they required you to do verification to begin with for those i mean for me it's just another way of telling the user and based on intent that this is a legitimate business you know especially with the advent of i mean it's not just the advent honestly but the last two years with covid we know all of us know what we got Mm -hmm. hit with when it came to spam Uh, you know, all of these actions, uh, hacking, it was pretty crazy. So I don't blame people and much less Google for requiring verifications. Um, Yeah, I just heard somebody that recently got um, basically bamboozled, you know, that's like a nice way of saying it, but bamboozled out of their money um, when they were trying to spend on Google. And they I guess sent it to a different company somehow, some way. A person got the wire information, and oh my god, it was pretty bad, and they lost close to 160k.
0: Are you kidding me, Grace? I am not,
1: and this was very recent. Oh my recent. god, this was very That's recent. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. So, not a law firm? Uh huh. Yes, it was. And oh, you know, I will not nice. obviously for everybody involved. I'm not going to say whom, but you know, I I know a lot of different people, and you know, this is one of those things that they did yeah. not have the money for that, so. I mean, nobody does. Right. But yeah, but that is just, you know, it's I I understand why Google's doing it and I am all for it.
0: Yeah. So I, I totally read it the same way that you are, Grace, which is Google is trying to clean their slate. Right. Like Google is as annoyed. Well, I don't know if they are as annoyed as other advertisers are about having to compete with fraudulent advertisers. And I mean, what you're mentioning here with, with someone that got defrauded at 160K, potentially that never even intended to be put it for advertising efforts. The reality is that there is a lot of advertisers in the space that they are framing themselves to be something that they are not, right? And so, or, or I'll, you know, I'll tell you another example, uh, law firms that are not playing clean and they're advertising uh, as two different entities uh on the same market and therefore are showing up ads double, um pretending to be like two different institutions when they're in reality the same and calls for get funneled to the same place. So, you know, this kind of illegitimate activity, right, is gonna get filtered out with this initiative, or at least an attempt to try to sort it out. And this is very much looking and focusing it through the you know legal marketing lens. But there is an even backstory to this, which is Google initiating here uh, back in 2018, what they call greater transparency in political advertising initiative, so that they are able to provide the users accurate information about who is actually the business or the entity Putting up the ad in front of them. And so this is extremely important, Grace, because while there's a lot of lead generation vendor providers out there that they're doing the right thing, they're following the state bar rules when it comes down to this uh, showing disclaimers that they're not a law firm, that they are a joint advertising, or they're advertising on behalf of a group of lawyers, whatever the model is, uh, there are some that aren't. And the reality is that now they're going to be kind of like pushed a little bit against the wall and say, okay, who you are, are you the actual law firm or are you a lead generation company, and if such, give us more information about what you do, who you work for, and so forth and so on. And so I think this is a great initiative. I think we should be very supportive of it. And for those who have received the email, well, it's very simple. You just basically need to go and upload a W9 on your business and uh, give Google a little bit more of information on what you do. And probably you're gonna get verified within a few hours or a couple of days, and then you're all done. But that's the thing, Grace, right? For you, it's easy because you're legitimate. Now, I think for those that are not going to be able to put up that show. And so, what's going to happen to their accounts? Well, they're going to get paused or suspended. And so, um, moving on into 8 March of this year, this whole thing is going to get unified. Into an advertiser verification program. Well, Google is gonna ask uh, there's gonna add a new section to the verification process where there's gonna be they're gonna be requesting information about your business. And then you know they're updating a little bit also the timeline that you have in order to provide the documentation that they may request from you, Grace. So all in all of those, the diligence that Google is putting in place, I think, is something that we should be happy about and it should be something that we should embrace and see it as a positive. And, um, you know, staying on track on it, Grace, it's a really, really um, good move that Google is doing in trying to, to, you know, put some order in here. And so this also comes... After Google recently, uh, last week, announced their Q4 results for 2021 and said that they've generated a revenue of 65 billion just on Q4. And when it breaks down, 61.2 of those billions came from Google advertising. And so, this just to give you some you know, total numbers for 2021, Alphabet, who's the parent company of Google, had a revenue of $257.6 billion in the year 2022. Now, you may say, all right, it's a lot of money, but all right, well, that is a 41% increase from the previous year, from 2021, which was already a groundbreaking year that they generate in 182.2 billion. Mm-hmm. And so, Grace, Google is really rocking it. Yeah. And they're strong, and they're strong. And what this also comes to show us, on the same week that, as you've probably heard, Facebook reported terrible earnings on Q4, which they are attributing to Apple's new policies, Google's not going anywhere. And while other platforms are gonna have to fight to continue earning their place in the advertising space, Google is is sturdy and strong and not going anywhere. And also comes to remind us particularly about power of search, because here um, there is a very interesting area in this article that we're looking at, great, where they are breaking down the revenue by platform.
1: And so here is how this revenue got um, generated. I would say it's funny that we're talking about this because truthfully that, I mean, if the search increased, we knew it did. And then with all of the problems with Facebook, we kind of figured that there was a lot of people actually jumping off of Facebook. With, mm. So, I mean, I personally, yeah. I just kind of, been. I like to watch trends like we both do. I know we do. Um, and then over the last two years, because of COVID, people went home started searching more everything was more through search everything was more mobile everything's more online so this these numbers they just make sense to me here is how the revenue breaks
0: down by platform okay so google search did 35.7% in terms of the revenues they are attributed right, right. so that's for that that accounts for 43.3 billion in revenue and so in the same Period, the previous year on Q4 on the previous year it was 31.9 billion, so that's more than a, that's like a 30 percent increase, which is quite remarkable. Now, Grace, when we look at YouTube advertising, uh, here I think it's you know another space that has actually increased quite substantially. It has gone up by 25 percent. So, you know, from 6.8 billion that it generated in Q4 on 2020, now it did 8.6 billion. And then there is uh, the Google network that's primarily going to be your display and other platforms that did a total of 25.5 increase. So that was 9.3 billion this year from 7.4 the previous year. So, you know, growth is across the board obviously the search network kind of like takes the biggest price and it's also by far the biggest revenue generator when it comes down to um, revenues from Google ads. So, I mean, this is for anyone having any doubts whether advertising and being uh, present on Google has any value, right? And just to give you a little, you know, more point of comparison about the size and market share that Google has, not that we need a reminder of it. Uh, let me share with you the revenues of Microsoft
1: right? <laughs>
0: Let me yeah let me sell, let me sell, uh, share with you uh, Microsoft search revenues three billion, three billion, right? So obviously, Grace, uh, Google's not going anywhere and they continue to lead the ranks in strength for when it comes down to advertising and again i cannot reiterate enough how valuable search is i mean search is bottom of the funnel quality leads doesn't get any better than that all right grace now we have more things to look into google ads now it's time that we revisit one campaign that we kind of like position it as a darling at the end of 2021, and we said, "Hey, this is gonna be promising performance max campaign, which kind of like trying was is, 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 repl- is going to be replacing local ads campaign. Um, is it good? Is it worth trying?" So. You know, we've been a few months into this launch, so I think we have a better opinion about it now, Grace. So for those of you who did not listen to the previous episode that we talked about Performance Max, well, please go do so. Um, It's out there, but it's a campaign that Google created to try to lure in advertisers that are not currently advertising in Google, primarily because of the complexities around setting up a campaign. So what Google created here is a type of campaign or a strategy where you just need to provide some basic details to them and they'll do everything for you, right? And so what happens when you opt in into this type of strategy is that you're pretty much putting the fate of that investment in the hands of AI. And can we say confidently that, is it the best type of campaign that you can run? And I think the answer now, after having it seen perform for quite some time, the answer is no, right? Why? Because you don't have a lot of control over who is actually seeing the ad and what actually is a valuable conversion. And so Google, while it's trying its best at showing your ads across all of its platform, Grace, Performance Max campaign shows ads on inside Gmail inbox, right? Mm-hmm. And so while it's really trying and it's generating you a ton of impressions along the way, the quality of those conversions may actually not be good at all. And so how do you fix that? Can you actually fix that? And The reality is that there is, but here's the complexity, is that to feed Google more information for it to program its AI, for it to work in a way that it serves you, it requires technical skill. And so it kind of like defeats the purpose, right? having a campaign that it's easy to launch when then in order for it to actually work, you need to fit to it and program it with a lot of data and set up several rules for it to actually understand what to do. And so under that reason, Grace, I'm not going to say performance max campaign is a bad campaign. I'm just going to say it's, it's not an easy fix like many hoped it would be. It's not an equivalent to local service ads that pretty much does a better job of getting you in front of high intent leads.
1: What are your thoughts, Grace? So I can actually tell you, I do, I have tried out Performance Max and I'm actually in the middle of switching. Oh yeah? Yeah, not for the law firm though. Um, you know, I do other things outside of, this mm-hmm. particular uh, space on my own, um, and that's everything but legal. As a matter of
0: fact, I love that. We should do a conver- we should do a conversation just about all of the different projects and industries that you've been involved with that have nothing to do with legal. It's
1: my favorite, honestly. Um, <laughs> honestly, because you know, when a product and or a service uh, that's as specific as what I'm dealing with is so much easier to. Really target, honestly, because, you know, the space for personal injury lawyers in particular is so saturated that it can be uh, kind of special, you know, to do the brand building and all of that takes some time. Whereas with what I'm dealing with, and I'll tell you guys, it's uh, pest control. As a matter of fact, um, it's so, yeah, it's very, very specific and it's yep. we're in Florida and it's a, a radius thing. So I'm able to yep. kind of hyper target and make it a little easier on myself and the campaign mm-hmm. to use performance max. So it's funny that you were talking about it because I just switched from an ROAS strategy um, with a 600% um, ROA basically um, to performance max. And I am finding that it looks like I can control it because of my technical expertise a little better than I think most people can. Um, but I won't know just yet for about a week. So on our next call, I will know exactly what's happening with performance max as opposed to, you know, in the legal, it's going to be for other industry, obviously. Yeah. But yeah,
0: totally Grace. So,
1: you know, since you brought it up, and for
0: those who are kind of like stuck in these campaigns and are saying, okay, what can we do? All right, well, there are a few things you can do. Number one, easiest one, use your data. Use your existing data. You have you, you have contact lists, you have existing clients. That you can feed the data to to, to to Google in the in the form of emails that Google can then read and say, okay, you know, we have enough of a sample here for us to then now use our AI and create a look like audience based on the data that you're giving us. So if that's an option to you, use it because you know what, it can potentially help you find more relevant audience than what Google may potentially do just out of configuring the campaign with the most And
1: simple, simple and basic setups. And there's something really cool that's specific about Performance Max that I think Mm -hmm. could be good, you know, um, at least it seems that way. And that is that you can be extremely targeted to the point where you can put the URL of another company that Mm -hmm. is very much like yours and tell them to use the audiences that go to that URL. So yeah. in our case, you know, in the case that I'm I'm talking about when it comes to pest control, I pulled in Orkin, Julie Nolan, and um, I forget, there's like two or th- I put like five URLs on there in serving the South Florida area because that's my target, that's my demographic, and the people that were visiting yeah. the page were visiting the page for Florida. So I put in those four or five URLs to make the targeting better and not have it display somewhere where I may not want it. You know yeah it's not going to be locked down though it does tell you very very clearly at the bottom of performance max that they're going to expand the targeting to maximize your choices but based on their ai so you do have to i mean really still pay attention almost on a daily basis when you're using performance max
0: yeah now here's the other thing grace that you can do is just revisit your ad copy right? Revisit your ad copy. And one of the biggest mistakes people make when they're going to Google it to advertise, particularly those who are treating Google as if it was a social media platform, right? Um, because Facebook, if anything, is that it's sort of easy to initiate a campaign. You put up a post and you boost it uh, and you can run that as a campaign. Google, a little bit more complex, right? And so the idea of running a performance max campaign can actually be very attractive, to lawyers that are used to doing some sort of campaigns in Facebook, but may have not necessarily tried Google. And so it's very important that you compartmentalize and understand, particularly when you're going after Google and platforms where you are likely going to also be showing on the search network, uh, you want to definitely write ad copy that is suitable for the search network, right? Because The mentality on social media, you want to be shocking, right? You want to show something that's going to stop the scroll and kind of like grab their attention. That's not what you're going for on the search network. Search network, you need to be effective at selling your value proposition, right? And do it effectively and with a clear call to action. And so you're not seeking here the interest, you're seeking here the conversion. So Grace... That's, I think, you know, three basic things that can be done to try to get the campaign to work out for you, make sure that you're writing the right type of copy when you're setting up your performance max uh, campaign. And it's here it's ad components, right? Because you're being given ad, uh, you're you're getting asked to ask uh, headlines and then to add uh, the copy and such, and then Google pieces it out all together for you. Now, talking about ad structure, there's another very exciting kind of like update that's on the works. And that is bulleted lists on search network ads. Grace, So I know writing in bullet points, your ad copy for Google Ads in the current format, which is more kind of like a paragraph, is actually a mistake. But for those who have loved and always thought that I want to present my messaging in bullet points. Guess what? Great news. It looks like Google is now testing the descriptions, like the actual text, the copy inside an ad, for it to show up as bullet points, as three bullet points, to be more specific. And... That is not to replace your other extensions. So you can show your bullet points and obviously you still have the headline and you can still have extensions. So the cool thing about this, Grace, well, aside of all of the testing that you can do in really narrowing down testing call to actions and that sort of thing, is that you can really very easily deliver selling points or value proposition points in a very effective way to the actual reader. And from the user standpoint, is it allows you to kind of like, how do you say, um, have an ad overview that doesn't require you to actually do a lot of reading. You can go over it without necessarily having to read an actual paragraph and you can subtract from it the value points that are gonna either be important or not to you, Grace. So I think this is very interesting and I think it, it, it's it's going to be very relevant for the, you know, for the way that Google is now shifting away towards running more kind of like dynamic ad campaigns where Google does the mix and match. You give it, co- you give copy, you give headline, you give titles, you give headlines, you give extensions, and then Google goes and pieces it all out together. Well, the same is going to happen here with the bullet points, right? So I think it's an interesting test. I don't know, let's be on the lookout because uh, potentially this is going to be released out to beta, in beta to uh, a larger audience and eventually uh, potentially become a feature on all accounts.
1: So I certainly do think that, you know, I mean, they're always testing new things. I mean, it even says that on what we're looking at together. And, you know, the Bullets... I'm for, I'm against, it really just depends on what the (laughs) subject is, you know what I mean? Because depending on the industry, I want to see bullet points. If it's uh, bug services, I might want to see bullet points. You know, I want to see what kind of bugs you can take care of, right? Termites and um, ants, roaches, white flies, residential, commercial. So in that case, okay, maybe, you know, but when it comes to a personal injury lawyer, I don't know. Do we want practice areas in bullet points? Do we want calls to actions in bullet points? Like it just seems somewhat odd, depending on the industry, for bullet points to even work. You know, so bulleted descriptions, I, okay, maybe. You know, food things like that. I mean, I could see how it would apply and how it would work well in certain industries, but for us, I don't know that I I believe that it could. Be helpful. I mean, who knows? We'll see. Uh,
0: On that one, Grace, I I think I will disagree with you. I think it can actually be very, I mean, I I like the idea that it's cannibal, that it's something that you can just quickly go through Mm -hmm. it. Um, And I think it also really is going to allow you to very efficiently highlight your selling points, your differentiators. And, you know, I think one of the things that it's important to achieve in an ad is to really kind of like remove roadblocks. Talk about benefits and have a clear call to action, and so um, I think primarily, you know, people who write a good copy, they're gonna be able to also write great bullet points. But people who have not been good at writing copy now they're gonna have a bigger chance, a bigger chance to stand out and make their ads uh, be perform better, potentially increase their click through rate, because current ad the current ad format that is written as a bullet point thing sucks. It doesn't perform well. So right. I think if anything, it's gonna just uh, increase the odds for some advertisers. Now, here is another thing, Grace, um, that also just a few weeks ago, you know it's been spotted as being tested is that uh, now fabicons, and for those of you who don't know what a Fabicon is, is kind of like that little square logo of yours. Um, that probably you'd use on your website. So whenever you're looking at all of the different tabs that you have open, you have the name of the site in which you are. And then there is like a little square with an image, right? That's the Fabicon. And so now Google Ads is testing, showing the domain Fabicon in the ad. And I really love this one because it's branding. And um, particularly for those who have strong brands, uh which is really the goal and what everyone should be doing now they're gonna have a bigger a bigger differentiator when it comes down to showing up on the ad section because the one thing that really kind of like has sucked about the ads is that what really stands out like what what makes the ad section recognizable is the little ad uh word that is right next to the url uh, on the top but now the favicon being right there next to the ad, in between the ad and the URL is gonna steal the show. is where the eyes are gonna go to, and if it's a brand that they recognize and appreciate, there you go, you you click there. So, um, great move. We'll see if this rolls out. Again, these are things that Google tests. Not everything that Google tests rolls out immediately. Sometimes it takes a lot of time because before they become available to uh, other markets or advertisers. But there's a lot of things to be excited about, Grace. So. Let's bring it down to three
1: takeaways, if you're ready for them. I am ready. Um, So I'd say the first takeaway for me would be having to do with uh, search, right? I mean, it's just stronger than ever. And uh, telling people that, you know, what was it? Three million, three billion? Oh, three billion for Microsoft search. All right, guys. I mean, if you haven't, yeah, stop dragging. Stop dragging Microsoft.
0: Grace, yeah. they didn't. They did nothing to you. I love
1: Microsoft their products. I really do. But obviously, their search is lacking when it comes to this. So, if you haven't gotten into Google, if you don't have LSAs, you don't have performance max ads. Totally. Just please, please do something. You know, I mean, don't throw money against the wall and hope it sticks because that's not going to work. As hopefully you've learned through all of our podcasts, but. You know, with a well thought out strategy, uh, don't have to have a huge budget. You can start testing things, try things out. And I mean, really, you could still do this. You know, you don't have to be um, number one. You don't have to have 100% domain authority. You don't have, I mean, you don't need all of those things. You got to start somewhere though. So don't leave it for next year. Don't leave it for never because you are going to be left behind. I mean, the more that this stuff is just keeps coming up. And the more that you're able to create good content and people want to find you, you're going to come up in Google organically. But do some foray into ads. You need to.
0: (laughs) Yeah, totally, Grace. Um, Those are very good takeaways, as a matter of fact. One of them definitely being do not lose your confidence in Google because they're not going anywhere. Search has proven to be an extremely strong platform that the consumers, right? Your your potential clients just like to use. It's, it's, it's the venue, how they find answers and solutions to their problems. And so that's still is getting strong. And you have to get on board on it, right? So that's takeaway number one. Takeaway number two is how do you do it? Well, test things out. There's very simple solutions like LSA ads, which at this point should be a no-brainer, right? But don't put don't put all your hopes in that. It's not as easy as you're just creating your LSA and expect for everything to get solved. On you, particularly in your in your if you're in a competitive market, uh, in a competitive practice area. So you're gonna have to try other things. Whether that's gonna be performance max, I mean, it's gonna it it may generate some results, but. Be realistic. You need to go. You need to feed good data to Google so that you can expect them to generate the type of results that you expect. And then, you know, if you can, then set up some good search ads. Um, the last thing I'm going to say here, Grace, if I may, is do not be either a pay per click or SEO guy, right, or or gal. It's you need to understand these things work together. And you need to understand as well that users are considering more than just one option. And I think, you know, the scanning of the search results page has become a user habit, right? Like you kind of like scroll up and down and see, okay, who's here, who's there, who's showing more than once. And so you're kind of like making judgment calls. Without necessarily visiting any site, just by the information that Google is feeding back to you, right? And so, um, the visibility you're getting. Uh, you know, was, we talked about snippets not too long ago. How important it is to mark up your pages so your uh, listings show more prominent, so you're showing in more sections across the search results page. All of that is super valuable. So. It's 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 it, I think we're past the times where you can only choose to go one route. We need to be more holistic, Grace. And the other one is you know we've all grew grew very strong on the idea that Facebook was also sturdy and that their advertising platform was the most powerful and such, right? And it still continues to be very very efficient. But you know they're going through some very 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 turbulent waters and are there going to be coming back from it? Maybe. But when you're looking at the available data that it's to you uh, at this point, if one thing we're learning is that uh, where the intent is the highest, such as in Google, the, the revenues are speaking up for themselves.
1: They sure are. When money right. talks, right?
0: <laughs> All right, Grace. Well, safe travels and I'll see you in a few days.
1: I'll see you in a few days, Leo. Well, All right. Take day. care. <laughs> bye bye
0: if you like our show make sure you subscribe tell your co-workers leave us a review and send us your questions at ask at incamerapodcast.com. we'll see you next week